0: And you know those sort of things so when you know your timescale you can work with that manufacturer to say okay look, this is when I would like it out but you have to be flexible. The, I mean if you're asking them to do shoes and they don't do shoes they're not going to reply. With us we start out with your designs or whatever it will be and then we'll go through the process and every process will need your go ahead because we don't want to get to the final of samples, and then you say, oh no, we're not happy. We don't know what your design is, so I can't give you a price unless we see some... I mean, even a reference image, as, as sort of simple as that is, we could quote an estimate based on that.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Designer to Designer, a podcast where we dive into deep, candid conversations with fashion designers, professionals, and entrepreneurs. As a fashion designer and entrepreneur myself, the journey has sometimes been lonely, but I get over the tough times by being in good company. My mission is to make sure you never feel lonely again as you grow your fashion empire. I'm your host Rebecca Tembo founder of self-titled jumpsuit label and the entry platform a platform for aspiring designers to develop their skills within entrepreneurship design and mindset if you enjoy this podcast episode please leave a review subscribe and share it with somebody you feel will benefit from this without further ado let's get into today's episode guys welcome back to the podcast today i'm interviewing emily rains who is the ceo of a uk-based clothing manufacturing company the fashion studio with two locations a showroom in central london and a factory in bedford this is a great factory to consider working with especially if you're looking to start producing clothing soon with a very very low minimum I thought it was timely to talk to Emily at this point because we've had our Clover manufacturing workshop, which, by the way, if you did miss it, you can purchase the recording on our website at www.entryplatform.com slash shop. I'm also in the middle of group coaching where a lot of our designers are looking to launch their brands this year, if not the next. And whilst I have a good experience of production, it felt like the right time to speak to an actual CEO and for you guys to hear from someone who's in her position and what she would expect basically when being approached by a client, i.e. you. This conversation gives you an insight into how manufacturers think and operate. It's a friendly reminder that they have their own schedules and they have paid clients before you, so it's important to be efficient and think of what you can do to cut through the noise and have a manufacturer take you seriously. Towards the end of the episode, Emily talks about her services and how she can help your brand go from an idea in your head to a final finished sample. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please give it a nice five star rating because it really, really, really helps. <laughs> enjoy, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm very excited for this chat because um, a lot of people always want to know about COVID manufacturing. Um, we did a workshop recently that had. Think just over 250 people attend, um, which is all about Clover manufacturing. So I thought it would be great to actually speak to someone who is a CEO of a Clover manufacturing factory and get your perspective of things and how you feel like designers should approach you to make it the best experience and an easy experience for them as well. So um, do you mind introducing yourself and just letting people know what you do?
0: Okay, um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Emily and I am the founder and CEO of The Fashion Studio. We are a um, clothing factory, we also do accessories. Um, and yeah, just want just to talk about all of our stuff.
1: Thank you. So did you always want to work in fashion? Like what actually made you go down this route? Um, yes,
0: so actually I did. Um, I remember in high school where I used to sit in RE and just doodle my lingerie shop. Um, I would draw everything about the shop, about the mirrors, the fitting rooms, everything that I wanted. Um, and at, at that point, I knew I wanted to go into lingerie, but not necessarily have a whole factory to do, you know, to do all of the um, garments. But I knew I wanted to be there at some point. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: OK, so what did that journey kind of look like for you? So what did um, you like study in school? Did you go to university?
0: I focused on, well, I went to college and I did a B.Tech um, in fashion. And then I went to university and I did uh, fashion construction, fashion design. Um, I was also at, that was in Bedfordshire, I was at London College of Fashion doing structured lingerie um, and just focus on also these specialised courses along the way. Um, a lot of my, educa- my whole education is in fashion and construction, pattern cutting, that sort of thing. Um, but I did actually work for, while I was at uni, I used to work in the NHS um so it's obviously a huge diversion but um that paid you know that paid the bills that did everything that I needed to do and set up that way um but then yeah I yeah everything was all education as in fashion and um started that way thank you
1: so then what led you to now starting like a clothing manufacturing company like what was
0: that route and and why as well um so when I when I um was sort of starting out and I was a freelancer. I started out as a freelancer and I um, had my own vision to have my shapewear brand. That was my first goal coming from the lingerie, obviously in RE in high school. Um, I then started that journey and found out that there was no, not really anyone to cater for startups or small quantities, no quantities, you know, sort of one, if they wanted to do one, Um, no hidden contracts, all that sort of thing. And there was definitely a niche in the market that I found really, you know, it was huge. And I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to fill that. And so I went from my brand of the shapewear to then freelancing and really building my own company, being the fashion studio. Um, and then the fashion studio started out as a sample house. Um, we did all the samples and the patterns and everything. We did everything. Well, it was actually just me at first, um, and then we expanded, and now we are where we are as a manufacturer, and we do all sorts of things, and from one to hundreds, thousands, whichever you need, really, Amazing. and that's
1: it. And now you've got two locations, so you've got, um, like, a sample studio in Leicester Square, or near Leicester Square, mm-hmm. and then you've got yeah. one in Bedford, or the manufacturing, like, unit itself in Bedford. Yeah,
0: that's right, yeah. So we um we actually started, so when I, was, I started out, I was in Luton, um, and... I started there and then I expanded to a little, um, unit. And then from there we went to, um, I saw an opportunity and we purchased or we're renting a, a studio in Leicester square. And, um, it was great because obviously quite a lot of clients are from London. So it's very nice to sort of go there and have the meetings have been central and you get that vibe as well. So that was really great to sort of, you know, have that. And then, Um, It wasn't big enough, so we needed to then expand. And we now have a 2000 square foot warehouse that's sort of got everything we need under one roof. I wanted sort of all my businesses and um, all the elements of the business under one roof so I can have a look and oversee it all in one place.
1: Amazing. So, as a new designer that's approaching you, they DM me on Instagram or send you an email what would you th- what would you say are the most important things for them to kind of know beforehand or when looking for a manufacturer because I'm sure a lot of people of course like inquire and say things but it can be difficult when they don't have any like knowledge up front mm,
0: yeah absolutely um I mean a lot of clients do come to us and say they're new to all of this they don't know what to expect Um, And that's absolutely fine because, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Um, The things that I would say is timescale. Make sure you know your timescale. So when you want to launch, um, when you – even if it's the season, if you want to do the start of summer, obviously a lot of people are sort of – as we're approaching summer, a lot of people are saying, okay, we want to do it at the start. Um, That's when you need to remember that your production will be completed by. You can't have your samples done at that point. You have to have your samples done a lot lot, lot before – um but yeah I would say timescale, um budget make sure any additional costs are shown up front you know um you, you just got to make sure that you're aware of everything that you could possibly think of so the terms and conditions quantities that sort of thing um you just want to know where you stand before you even go anywhere um that's what I would say
1: I think I was speaking to somebody about this yesterday just how designers well aspiring designers when they're starting a brand or or whatever they're not thinking about those like initial questions i think like production time is so so important because people want to like release stuff tomorrow (laughs) and they don't realize yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's literally a process and of course it, it can also come down to the designer like how quick are you at working um And answering back and replying to emails and things like that. And how serious are you? Um, Mm. But also being able to ask your manufacturer like their lead times as well. So you have a realistic timescale and realizing that different manufacturers offer different lead times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you know those sort of things, so when you know your timescale, you can work with that manufacturer to say, okay, look, this is when I would like it out, but you have to be flexible in a way. Obviously, you need to do it for your market, but make sure that, like you've said, that their scheduling is already set in stone. You know, they've already got clients that are paid and stuff like that. So you just need to be that little bit more flexible, but ask the questions. You won't know otherwise unless you ask them.
1: No, yeah, definitely. So how can an aspiring designer ensure that manufacturers take them seriously? I know a lot of people always say, like, oh, like I've emailed all these people and they haven't responded back to me, um, which like again when I was having this conversation yesterday I mentioned that one thing is that manufacturers get a lot of emails a lot of inquiries of people saying the same thing and only a very very small percentage of those people actually go on to make a sample and then again Mm -hmm. from that a small percentage actually go on to like manufacture it in bulk so it's kind of like a broken record every time they see an email coming (laughs) that of course for the sake of business they should reply but
0: how does someone
1: cut through the noise and actually get someone to take them more seriously
0: yeah I mean on that point so we definitely try and answer back to all of our inquiries um we are very well I'm a very people person so I feel that obviously if someone sent an email I will definitely try and respond even if it's five days later you'll get a response it will just take a little while because like you said we do get a lot of inquiries um, but I would say definitely have a plan again. Um, do your research, do, does this manufacturer do what you need them to do? Um, hopefully they'll have a website or an Instagram or something. Um, the, I mean, if you're asking them to do shoes and they don't do shoes, they're not going to reply. Um, I mean, like I've said, we will reply, but and we'll say, no, we don't do shoes, but, um, the bigger, maybe the bigger factories or the ones abroad or wherever they might not have that time or that dedicated Team to be able to do that, so I definitely do your research. Um, keep in contact so you don't really want to say, Okay, um, get on with my samples and that's it. You know, you sort of want to be in contact, you want to make sure that they're communicating with you, they're giving you um, sort of options with fabrics and stuff like that. And just that's how you'll know they'll take you seriously because they'll be engaging with you quite a bit for your authorization for certain things. Um, with us we start out with your designs or whatever it will be and then we'll go through the process and every process will need your gab ahead because we don't want to get to the final of samples and then you say oh no we're not happy you know you need to be happy along the way so um I would definitely say yeah make sure you uh, have done your research and just just know what you're asking and make sure it's cons- um sort of Oh, what's the word? Make sure it's very structured. So, questions, just question, question, you know, you don't have to write a whole A4 sheet of questions or information, just clear and precise. And it'll give that, I mean, it'll give, say, me, I'm responding, that time to just say, yes, no, absolutely, we can help you. And then you have the introductions. Okay. So, that will cut with the noise.
1: Yeah, got it. And would you say that they should? Bring anything such as like when we spoke, for example, I showed you like my cats Would you say that Mm -hmm. that's something that you would appreciate, or even just like a rough sketch, just so that you have a good idea of what they're talking about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have quite a few inquiries where they say, "How much is your lingerie? How much will it cost to produce lingerie or swimming or uh, swimwear or something?" And we don't know what your design is, so I can't give you a price unless we see some. I mean, even a reference image as as sort of simple as that is we could quote an estimate based on that obviously your design will change because we can't be doing someone else's design um but absolutely I mean you can come come with us with uh stick drawings we've had we've had all sorts of things Mm -hmm. so anything that will show us what you want so whether it's a t-shirt a hoodie, you know swimwear anything um it will just give us that idea and then we'll ask the questions based on that idea got it
1: So what are some things um, that designers kind of miss out on when they're not only just asking, but also in the actual production stage?
0: A lot of designers miss, well, or even aspiring designers, startups, whoever, whatever you want to call them or whichever group, um, they miss out on details. So how you'd like it finished. Although we'll advise um, if you have a specific way that you would like it, whether it be a picture again or you have a garment that you like the look of, that's the finishing you'd like. Definitely send that over. Um, we don't know unless we ask the questions as well. Um, so it's always useful to um, yeah have those have those elements as well. And branding, branding. Sorry, forgot. Quite um, a few people don't pop um, like their brand labels. You know how they want them finished. If they want heat press, then obviously we've got to start looking at heat press early on to make sure it's suitable with the fabric. Um, those sort of finishing details, even though they're finishing details, they're still going to impact either your cost or time timescale. Um, and if it doesn't work on that fabric, then we have to find an alternative. Um, so it's just sort of that. The, the minor things that don't seem so important usually are the ones important. Yeah.
1: And when it comes to things like garment labels, care labels, et cetera, at what stage should they give that to you? Would you say like right at the beginning when you guys are going into production or for those that might forget? Would it be okay to give it to you after like the bulk production has been
0: made? Um, Ideally, if it's during production, I'll ask the question, send us your labels. Um, You won't, if you're going into production, you will not forget (laughs) because I'll remind you. Um, I'll just say, you know, you need to send us because we'll be putting it in as we go through our production. So it'll be in your side team, in your back net, you know, wherever it will be. So it's always a case of, we can't then sew it in at the end. It doesn't look very nice um if that's worst case scenario and you sign a waiver absolutely fine but Yeah, until it wouldn't happen because I would always say, we need your labels. One question that
1: just came to mind as well, speaking, and this is a big thing that um, I get asked a lot and I can never give a direct answer because I've mainly worked like made to order and whilst I understand like how size and guides work, people typically don't know where to start when it comes to choosing a size and guide for their brand. Obviously Mm -hmm. this would like mainly depend on who their customer is. So I always say that if you have a customer like if your customer base are in like you know the asian parts of the world like they're so petite and you can't use that same size and guide for like swedish girls for example because they're tall and they have longer torsos etc so you have to like distinguish the two and really know like who your customer is but where could somebody start when it comes to that or what would you recommend with getting the right size and guide for their their brand
0: so, um, I mean, we have a standard size, a standard size chart that we have, um, which we always offer to our clients if they want the standard. If they're not really, if they don't know or they're not too fussed about sort of the um, the, the size, that's fine. As in, we have um, clients that prefer sort of certain brands that they like the sizing of. Um, for argument's sake, if there's, a, I don't know, a retailer that they like, um, we'll say send over their size guide or anything like that and then we can sort of, work alongside that one and make sure it fits the way that that one, um, that one would. But I mean, it's sometimes in between sort of our size guide and that guide. Um, because we know that obviously our size guide is, it's reliable and it works, you know, and then even when you're doing your samples, you will still be able to take it in here, extend it there. Um, so even if we have the base ready, then, you know, we can always amend that size guide as and when we go along, um, so yeah, that's I think it's just it's just working along, and sometimes even that size guide that you have to begin with isn't the one you end up with because you change it that much that you think, okay, we'll just start a new one.
1: I actually re- remember reading somewhere, um, they suggested like finding a brand that's very similar to what you're creating and using their size guide. That's like a good idea and right. then like you said as you're like creating your patterns and doing your sampling process you'll realize like where you need to tweak things basically yeah um to make it work but yeah thank you so yeah. um you have a team of eight and this is more a business question so i'd mm-hmm. love to know like what the process was or is for you when it comes to like Hiring a very good, reliable team, especially in manufacturing, where like deadlines are so important, you have clients that you need to make happy so that they come back, you know, for another order and whatnot. So, what's been that the qualities that you look for when you know hiring a team?
0: Reliability. I mean, although you have the skills, and you know, uh, people come for interview and they can say the world's most amazing things under the CV, you know, on their CV and all that sort of thing, you have to have that you have to know that they're dedicated because like you said, deadlines are deadlines and they stick. You know, you can't just extend it for for whatever reason. So um, you need reliable people. You need to trust them because at the end of the day, they're doing the work and you're telling them what to do and you need to trust that it will happen. Um, Skills, yes, absolutely. They do need, you know, a skill set. We have certain skill sets for certain areas certain sectors. Um, And it's just a case of making sure that they are willing to understand and be aware um and do you know what even the best person in the world might be a graduate for argument's sake and then all of a sudden you know you can teach them you can um they're willing to learn but then an experienced one as well they've they've got loads of experience that they can bring to the table as well so it kind of just depends what you're after at that point. Um, When I first started out, I was very much about graduates. Um, I wanted to teach them what I knew, but I also wanted the new knowledge that they had and we would work really well together. Um, And then as I expanded, I sort of went into people who have a lot more experience, um, people who can also bring new knowledge to the table, you know, that we can learn from. Mine is very much about learning from each other. We are a team. It's not me and them. It's all of us. Um, and I feel that that is what you look for in that person. You need that team player, um, but also someone who can work on their own as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Independence. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
1: cool. So along with running um, the fashion studio, you've taught pattern cutting and garment construction, as well as Adobe Illustrator. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: yeah so um with that um i like I like to teach people I like to you know whatever I've learned over the years or uh, good and bad I like to um sort of tell you know people make them aware um, so pattern cutting I have quite, I had quite a lot of students who knew how to Construct uh, a garment, they knew how to read an already done pattern, so a pattern that was already created, but they didn't know how to pattern cut themselves. So it was a case of sort of bringing them back a few steps and showing them that, um which was really great because then they could obviously bespoke, do their bespoke garments, and it was just amazing. Um, again, the same with construction, people knew how to pattern cut, but they didn't know how to construct. Um, so it's just, yeah, I just really enjoy. Uh, being around people and um, not necessarily mentoring them but just teaching them what I've learned over the years and what I you know what can go wrong what can go right Um that's also a mentor we're, we're setting up a mentoring um, package as well at the moment so one-to-one as well which again is the same thing I will go through everything that we or that I have learned and then just pros and cons so hopefully people will avoid the cons a little bit more than what I did That's yeah, why.
1: I always say like especially if you're a designer and you have skills whether it's like with adobe or sewing pattern cutting whatever it's so good to like monetize them especially mm. if you're trying to like invest in, in your brand and raise funds like you'll be so surprised with the number of people that want to just learn and they might That's not act exactly. on it straight away but like if it's a course if it's a zoom workshop and obviously now that boris has announced some amazing <laughs> news <Yeah>. finally <laughs> it's so funny that like, the sun shines when he when he announced oh news, my right? gosh you can now start planning ahead hopefully you know nothing yeah. goes bad and think about doing something you know in real life so it's always good to like kind of pick up on what you have and um do you mind actually talking about the one-to-one mentorship that you're you're currently working on
0: no of course um so we're starting a new thing that we've I mean I've been doing it for a little while anyway um but it hasn't been a package it hasn't been sort of a thing that we have on our website i mean it will be on there soon i can't remember if it's been popped up there um but we are launching it and because i get so many questions of sometimes the same thing sometimes very in depth of other things um and i want to walk people through the process from start to finish um, and give them that my time um to explaining you know the ins and outs of manufacturing of sampling of designing um just again like i've said from what I've learned over the years, it's something really, I feel like it would be really invaluable for them. It will be good. And we sort of do a, um, so it's, you can have one package, which is a um, supportive package, which you can just text me anytime, anywhere. Um, You just let me know if you have a question or we do sort of a one-to-one, an hour and a half every week. Um, And it will be an accountability one. So I'll check in, I'll say, where are you at? What's going on? Um, You know, some people are very nervous when they start. So it'll be sort of, making sure that they're okay and their nerves are talked about, you know, and we sort of make them feel comfortable because there's nothing worse than going to a manufacturer that you're not comfortable with. I definitely would say don't do it, but yeah. So. That have to be able to like talk, have a laugh as well. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. Because that's the thing, you have to have that relationship with someone. I mean, we're going to be, or I'm going to be the one that you talk to, so you have to have some sort of good relationship with me, because otherwise I'm not going to know exactly what you want. And, you know, we can chat about absolutely everything. It's just whatever that person feels comfortable with whatever makes you feel good and you know that you're going to get your collection at the end of it
1: how can the fashion studio help our listeners of aspiring and startup designers
0: well we can help you from start to finish really um it's such a broad i don't like using that term because it's such a broad term you know Mm -hmm. from start to finish what does that involve um but i mean you can come to us with a general idea um an idea that you really want to pursue images samples you know you don't have to stay with us for the whole thing you can jump in and out we're very flexible if you want to get your patterns done somewhere else um so even advice even just the mentoring you know if you needed something just a one-off you can just you know contact me or whichever um but yeah we're here for sort of the whole road the whole show so
1: what like specific services obviously from start to finish um i know you're like yeah like pattern cutting sampling the manufacturing what sort of like manufacturer are you like in terms of cmt or ff i know you do both but just for (laughs) them to
0: to know I'll just, shall I just list what we do? Yeah, I mean this, mean, this is not, this is not limited to, but it's, I'll just tell you off the top of my head. So we can do your CADs, we can do your designs, we can fashion forecasts even before then, so we can create PDFs. And uh, we're also part of uh, WGSN, which um, we get lots of obviously updates and everything like that. Um, we can do mood boards, fabric boards, we source fabrics. Um, then we will go into your, so that's your design and tech packs. Um then we will go yes, yeah, so samples we'll do the twelves, patterns, samples, um, fittings, and then we will go into your production. So the production run and then the aftercare being uh, if you need any made to order after that, if you need any more backup, you know, any more stock. Um, we also do fulfillment, distribution and fulfillment. So if you don't have a space to keep all your stock, then you can keep it here. We'll pack it and send it when you're ready for the client to order. Um, even if you're not, you can still do your next collection and have that still waiting for waiting here with us. Uh, we do social media coverage, so any behind the scenes that you would like. Um, in-depth stuff like that Um, it's quite nice for someone to um, have the obviously behind the scenes um, because not a lot of manufacturers can offer that whereas we have a dedicated uh, we have two girls and they come in and they're amazing Um, one especially does my work um, my social media for me and they're both fam Um, and yeah so we do that so we've got sort of designated people for areas and we offer the whole range um is there anything else that i can think of mentoring apart from that bit um yeah i think that's all really and pattern grading yeah um we do it by hand and we can do it by digital as well and we can also digitize your patterns if you've had them done elsewhere and they're by and their physical patterns. If you want them also obviously on the computer or digital, then we can digitize them as well.
1: Perfect, so people can literally come to you and get everything, which is great. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so good um, because I think as well, obviously sometimes you have to go like to different places. You have to go to a pattern maker, then you have to go to a factory or you have like a seam just to make a sample and it can be kind of overwhelming, especially when you're starting off. So it's so good that people can just come to you and do the <laughs> whole thing and have yeah. those consultations like speak to you and like know what needs to be done and in general how do you prefer to be communicated with i know like a lot of factories prefer whatsapp especially like um chinese manufacturer- manufacturers <laughs> chinese manufacturers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um or we chat of course, with it being China too, um, but obviously there's email and DM. So like for you, how do you prefer to communicate best with your clients?
0: So it depends. Um, I mean, I get emails every which way. So whether it be um, emails via the website or even Instagram, um, not necessarily WhatsApp until they're a client, mm-hmm. um, because that goes solely to me. And obviously I manage my WhatsApp. Um, whereas if they want an answer quite quickly or, if they, or other people can answer them, answer their question for them, it's sometimes either better email or DM on Instagram because we have people who help me with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest with really, you, either way, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, any way that's comfortable for that person, really. And then if there's a, a more preferred way, so if we're, working, if we're talking via Instagram and then there's lots of images that need to be sent, sometimes it is better to go for WhatsApp um, because then I can review them there. But once we've established that, that connection and that sort of um, relationship, then we'll know where to go. Perfect.
1: And once, obviously, these restrictions are lifted off, would people be able to come and visit you?
0: I mean, I, I love... Um, meeting clients i love seeing you know because obviously it's nice to know who you're working with um and because we are in the uk and a a majority of our clients are in the uk we do have quite a few abroad as well but for the ones who are here it's lovely to have for them to have that option to come and see where it's all getting made and see the girls see the team um you know and just feel comfortable with the premises and where we are um and yeah it's great I love I love meeting like I've said I'm a people person I like to I like to meet people
1: (laughs) and the question that just pops into my mind as well um is money in terms of you know how much money should a designer have now obviously that's such a Broad question because it really depends, like on your design, the complexity of it, the fabric, um, how many designs you have, etc. But if someone is coming, let's say, because I always say to designers, like just start off with three pieces, like <clears throat> minimum three. If you're going to spend some time or money, start for free, um, yeah. just because you don't want to overinvest where well, you don't even know what the outcome is going to be, and it's manageable in terms of like you can probably raise enough money. Yeah. But how much money would you reckon the designer puts aside to just start, yeah, with free designs.
0: Um well I mean our sample package, um the one that we obviously have on our website, um it starts from £225 plus that. So that will get you from your patterns to your first sample anyway. So if you're happy with that, that you've got one already there for two hundred and I think it's like two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um so seven hundred and fifty pounds and you've got plus that uh, 750 pounds and you've got three samples ready Um you will have amendments and all of that you do get minor two minor amendments included in that um, and obviously there's limited uh, size grading within that but again if you are just wanting your sample just to see how it looks and that's I would say that's fine um and then anything on top of that you know we'll just that'll go into the detail and all that sort of thing but it starts from that so um yeah that's
1: what I would say. Anyone that's listening to this is wondering like whether that's is that a good price or like is that a high price, or whatever. That's actually a very good price. Um, if you listen to the podcast with Sheena Paul, she mentioned how she got um a sample made for like five hundred pounds and it was completely wrong as well. And mm-hmm. that's honestly half a grand, like just wasted, just gone, you know. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. just like that. So to spend two twenty five on a sample and have to um sizes graded and those minor tweaks it's honestly so so good so definitely
0: <laughs> check yeah. out
1: the fashion studio so where can our audience actually find you
0: um so we're on instagram we're on um our website we've got a website and a contact form on there um or via email sort of um facebook pretty much probably instagram is our um channel that we use um instead of facebook but yeah you'll still get a response wherever you sort of Um, message
1: before we wrap up do you have any books podcasts or um content that you'd recommend for designers or on the business side just to like help them develop as a person
0: so for me um i'm all about um self-development i'm all about i don't have any um sort of fashion fashion um books or anything i mean i learned through a few pattern cuttings or youtube you know early on but the ones that i definitely would say are um i love the 5am miracle morning um i'm not a morning person i would love to be a morning person but he definitely motivates me to be one <laughs> so um and i just feel that that's that's a really good mindset to have um just listening to the podcast and also reading the book um, and also for um, People who are maybe launching their um, brand and they can't maybe afford marketing or anything like that. There's a book called Hype Yourself, and it's really good. Hype Yourself Up, I think it's called, and it's really, really good. Um, It sort of just goes through different channels of how to do it. Um, And, yeah, I would definitely recommend that one. Or um, Good Vibes and Good Life. That's one of mine as well. So, I'm all about sort of self care and progression in yourself.
1: Thank you so much for all your knowledge, Emily. I'm sure so many people find this very useful. And, guys, don't forget that all the information will be in the the description box. So, you can follow the the Fashion Studio on Instagram, check out their website, and also inquire if you're interested in any of their services.
0: Thank you. And that's
1: a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and gained a lot of valuable knowledge to help you with your fashion business or career. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, subscribe and share it with somebody you feel will benefit from this. As always, it's been a pleasure. See you next week. Bye.